the art and science of hacking our environment or modulating it to support our body is what biohacking is. Did you also know that this is a key element to becoming a radiant human through supporting our bodies to be as pure as possible? This is where deep eating radiance comes from an inside out approach to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and allow you to have powerful energy and the best sleep ever. Check out my top biohacking picks from supplements to EMF protective clothing, to water purification, air purification, blue light blocking glasses, detox options, and much, much more. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and check out my biohacking page. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast, formerly the Always Radiant Skin, Rachel Varga podcast. In today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you a few important details about skin tightening. What do you need to know? What are my expert tips on skin tightening? Well, skin tightening is often sought out by many clients across the globe. The skin and rejuvenation industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. And skin tightening is one of the number one asked questions from clients to providers. What are the best skin tightening technologies and options that are available? Now, let's first understand what is causing skin laxity to start with. Well, there's three main components that are resulting in skin laxity, which is probably why you are curious about skin tightening. The first component that we lose as we age is fat in our faces. There's actually an excellent research article looking at the various different fat compartments of the face. We have fat compartments on our temples, our cheeks, around the nasolabial folds, around the jawline, and other areas of the body. And what happens is through side sleeping or creating facial expressions like frowning all the time, we actually get a breakdown of the fat pads in the face. They get a little bit smaller as we age as well. And then what happens is everything starts to fall. The second component resulting in sagging skin and skin laxity is bone loss. As we age, we also lose our bone, especially for women. This is why hormones are so important to keep in check because when hormones are off, we get an accelerated rate of bone reabsorption. And what happens when we lose the bones in our face, they start to you know shrink a little bit. One really interesting thing happens is actually the nose gets bigger because of this orifice in our facial skull actually gets larger. So the nares get a little bit wider, as well as the orbital rim around the eyes, the orbit, which your eyeball fits into, actually gets bigger as well. And so when we lose bone and these openings in our faces enlarge, we get a drop of tissue. And one of the interesting things that happens to our faces is the loss of bone to our upper and lower maxilla. So when we lose the support, if you touch your face right here, this is your upper maxilla. And then we have our mandible, which is our lower jawbone. When this 
bone loss occurs, we get actually a recession of our facial features as well. That's why oftentimes when you look at a younger side profile of someone, their side profile, their their projection of their jaw and their nose and their lips and their forehead just looks perfect, especially if you look at a, a younger child. And then as we age, we get this recession of the jaw. By the way, a free tip here, if you are a mouth breather, you will also likely experience an accelerated recession of your lower mandible as you age. So mouth breathing looks like this. Not the best look. So a free thing to support your jaw as you age is to breathe through your nose and don't breathe through your mouth. Not to mention breathing through your mouth is highly disruptive to your oral microbiome and your gums and your teeth. Not to mention chewing gum will also result in your jowls becoming really big and bulky. We have these muscle groups. If we grab our jowl right here, this is called your depressor angularosaurus muscle. Through lots of chewing, we actually get this muscle enlarging. And then we experience the jowls as we age, which is often something that we want to address with skin tightening. So it's worthwhile mentioning. The third thing that we lose that contributes to skin laxity, requiring skin tightening technologies, is loss of elastin and collagen. Now, men and women do age differently. And women experience perimenopause between the ages of, say, 37 to 42. This is when an initial decline in hormones like estrogen starts to occur. And then with that, we also get a decline of elastin and collagen. So here we go, we have these three main components that are contributing to skin laxity and your quest for skin tightening. The loss of bone, the loss of fat, as well as the loss of soft tissue. Now, what can we do about it? If you go online, you are sure to find products that claim to lift and tighten the skin right? They claim to get rid of fine lines and wrinkles and everything else. And then if you also go online, you'll find technologies with very compelling before and after photos showing lifted and tightened features after rejuvenation. Here's what you need to know about rejuvenation skincare products on the market. You're not going to possibly improve the amount of bone or improve the amount of fat in the face with a topical skincare cream. You could, however, support healthy skin function and the skin barrier function, as well as maybe helping to support the reduction of pigmentation and some fine lines, wrinkles, as well as pore size. But a skincare cream is not necessarily going to lift and tighten the skin. That being said, I have actually seen some very compelling neck creams on the market that do help with crepiness to the neck. And this is analyzed through photography studies, which can be pretty compelling. However, when it comes to a skincare product addressing the root causes of skin laxity, including bone and fat loss, this is where technologies and procedures can come into play. Now, a skincare rejuvenation technology that uses, say, 
ultrasound can potentially create cavitation and additional space between the tissue to potentially lift and tighten the skin. Now, the thing about this type of technology is it's very technician dependent. What that, what that means is that one practitioner could make that product and technology sing, while another practitioner might not be able to deliver the same results. So this is why skin tightening technology is so tricky is because especially being in the era of the lazy laser technician, it can be difficult to suss out which practitioner is actually really skilled at providing the skin tightening results that you're after. There are two other options for skin lifting and skin tightening to actually address lost fat as well as modulate the facial muscles. So what happens as well is on top of bone and fat and collagen and elastin loss, we have muscles that are doing some things underneath the skin. So say for example, you're furrowing your brows far too often, you are in negative emotional states or you're focusing and concentrating a lot. What happens is your corrugator supercilli muscles here are going to slowly bring and depress your eyebrows lower. This can also contribute to upper eyelid hooding and an upper blepharoplasty is a solution for that, which is a surgical procedure. It's very commonly performed across the globe. That's upper blepharoplasty. I do have some suggestions on that with over 10 years in oculoplastics and ophthalmology on how to best rejuvenate the eyes, which is what I wrote my first research article on. Also, if we look around the eyes, we have a circular muscle group called the orbicularis oris. And when we contract, when we squint, when we smile, this actually also brings down the corners of the eyebrow and closes the aperture of the eye a little bit. Now, the other things that are happening muscle-wise, which is kind of a bonus to talk about on top of the bone, fat, and soft tissue is muscles. So this jowl muscle that I highlighted earlier, this muscle actually pulls down the corner of the mouth, as well as we lose fat and volume in the pre-jowl sulcus area. So this muscle can also be pulling down the corners of the mouth, giving a little bit of a sad look as you age. Don't be sad about aging, by the way. It's all about being in those positive emotional states and making more conscious decisions in your skincare and rejuvenation journey. So what things like neuromodulators can do is they can actually relax the message from the nerve to the muscle and they last a couple of months. There are always new products coming out on the market that are lasting longer. There is one on the market that very recently came out. I do have a little bit of caution about anything that's brand new. Just in my experience, I do like to see things on the market for at least seven to eight years. So you really know the long-term impacts and how to you know, best apply these products. And if the products themselves need to be updated and made even better, we learn this over time in the medical aesthetic space. Now, the next thing that is an option for skin lifting and skin tightening is dermal fillers. Dermal fillers can either be in two categories. They can be hyaluronic acid based or they can be biostimulators. Statistically speaking, biostimulators carry the lowest risk of adverse events. However, hyaluronic acid is something that your body already knows what to do with. 
So HA fillers, for example, very commonly used across the globe in the cheeks, the lips, the pre-jowl sulcus area, and anywhere else to restore lost volume, but so can biostimulators. But these two types of filling options are available on the market. Now, what it comes down to is also having an awareness of what your values, your budget, your lifestyle also entails and your level of oxidative stress in your body. This is why I wrote my most recent research article on oxidative stress and its impacts on the skin. And you can read this article over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to my research page. It is open source and I did write it so both the client and the clinician can get value from it. So with all of these options on the market, what is the best option for you? Well, that depends, again, on what you're wanting to do, as well as, you know, your stage in the game, how mature, how many years young are you? And if there's a couple of things involved, is it the muscles that maybe could be adjusted? Is it restoring volume? Is it, you know, potentially slowing the sides of aging through different nutraceuticals like antioxidants, omegas, and collagen potentially? Could it also encompass you really getting the foundations of your skincare dialed in, including cleansing in the AM and the PM, moisturizing the skin in the AM and PM, mineral-based sunscreen only in the AM and PM, and potentially exfoliating a couple of times a week. These are the foundations of healthy skin. Those four key things. You don't have to be super fancy. However, there are some advanced protocols that can be helpful and supportive. Now, lasers absolutely have a place in promoting collagen and thickening up the skin. That's how I like to look at laser technologies, is how they can potentially thicken up the skin. So in my experience, to get true skin tightening through my you know, expertise of doing over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures and researching and teaching on these topics, is that if you truly want skin tightening, you have to address the quality of the skin, what's going on with the muscles underneath the skin, and the degree of bone loss as well as fat loss. Not necessarily just signing up for a package of three to six skin tightening or skin lifting options. Again, because these are the options that I often see people be most disappointed by because it can really come down to who is actually applying it. And no, this is not medical advice. This is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician as well as before making any lifestyle modifications. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you to learn about expert tips for skin tightening. How do we get more collagen and elastin? Skincare, stimulate collagen, stimulating collagen and elastin through micro injuries is also something can, that can be helpful and can be done at home and also in the clinic with specific types of technologies. Now, one of the things to know about technologies and the world of lasers is that there's always new things coming out. The other thing to know is that lasers in the medical aesthetic space also carry the highest number of litigation. So that's why I'm not here to say, you know, this laser is better than this laser because it also depends on what your skin is like. What is your background? What is your skin quality like? Um, the, the tone, texture, and health of your skin. So based on that, recommendations can be made 
And what I really want you to avoid is looking for those magic bullet gimmicky skincare products out there. We've all seen these. The before and after photo on social media, you know, day one and day 72 and day 72, you know, the dark circles and eye bags are gone around the eyes. When I take a look at the a picture like that, I can easily tell that either that photo has been retouched and altered or I've even seen it where I can see that there's been a lower eyelid surgery or lower blepharoplasty surgical scar. You as the consumer, good luck trying to interpret and detect these very nuanced things about before and after photos. And it's just so frustrating that in the skincare world, there is this issue with marketing, not to mention with before and after photos with marketing is if you look at the the fine print of a before and after photo, you might actually see in that fine print that that before and after photo was actually supplied by the manufacturer of the technology. So I'm here to help you become a more conscious consumer. And I love helping people save time and money at the end of the day. If you are curious about which options could be supportive for you and which technologies, you know, where to go, what to do, how to basically optimize your at-home and in-clinic routine, check out the description of this episode. I have a couple of resources to support you. Let me know any questions you have, any comments, any things you found really interesting. But I honestly haven't really come across a piece of content here online that really helps to segment and describe what is really happening with the aging process. At the end of the day, what is going to slow your aging is on a cellular level, which is through reducing your oxidative stress through lifestyle modification, through purifying your air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and exposure to different microbes like yeast, fungi, heavy metals, mold, and things like parasites. These are all going to contribute to either accelerating your aging or slowing it down. Let me know in the comments of this episode, what you found interesting, what questions you have more of, and the ways to connect with me and learn more are over in the description of this episode and over at theschoolofradiance.com. Be sure to subscribe, like, share this episode with a friend or family member that may be considering some skin tightening and some things to consider before investing in, say, a package of three to six skin tightening options. Now, that being said, there are some great pieces of technology out there and excellent practitioners that are able to deliver consistent results. What I will say is in the skin tightening world, the consistency with results is something questionable. It's usually going to require a multifaceted type of approach with both at home and in clinic care. Hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And thank you so much for joining me right here on the School of Radiance.